This is Wednesday, December 7th. Have you noticed that God often uses the obscure things, the things that don't seem important at all, to fulfill his purposes? We see this so clearly with the birth of Jesus. Mary and Joseph have no status among their people to speak of. They have no wealth, no importance. They have no political connections or aspirations. They were ordinary people like you and like me. And Jesus, he was born in a stable and laid in a feeding trough used for animals. You know, at the same time, the royal births of the Roman emperors were grand affairs. National holidays were called, and they were held with immense celebration filled with pomp and circumstance. The contrast of the birth of Jesus and Roman royal births could not be greater. And as we've learned about Nazareth, it was a place of no account. It was off the beaten path and far enough from Jerusalem to seem remote and detached. The cosmopolitan Jews told jokes about the folks from Galilee because they were simple and uncultured folk. Yet Jesus receives the title, Jesus of Nazareth. It's like saying the man from nowhere. Here's our text for today from the Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 31. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Now, these words were written by the Apostle Paul at the time when there was a controversy in the church in Corinth. It seemed that some of the people were following Paul, and others claimed that a man named Apollos was the best teacher. And this disagreement, well, it nearly split the church. In Paul's letter, part of his reasoning is that God works through the weak the foolish, and the lowly. You see, the people were having an argument over who was the best. Yet Paul tells of God using the cross, that which seemed foolish and shameful, really, to redeem the world. Paul explains that neither Jewish people nor Gentiles could accept the cross of Jesus, but this was God's way. And then he reminds them that they're nothing special as well. God didn't choose them because of their knowledge or wealth or status. Quite the opposite, God worked through the weak and the foolish things of the world to show forth his wisdom and power. You see, the message of Paul is one we continue to reject. We are drawn to money and status and fame and position. But Jesus entered into the world with none of that, really. Here's what Paul says elsewhere about Jesus who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. 
and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. That's Philippians 2, verse 6 to 8. Yes, Jesus is God. Yet he did not grasp and cling to his deity. Instead, he emptied himself. He became the servant of all by going to the cross. He made himself nothing, assigning no special place or status to himself. He took the lowest possible place, the place of a servant, a slave, really. He humbled himself, which means that though he had status as God's son, he brought himself low, so low that he was willing to freely die for us. Jesus is the one from Nazareth. The one who never sought status for himself, he often walked away from crowds. This passage from the Gospel of John has always been surprising to me. When they had all had enough to eat, he, Jesus, said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. That's John six twelve to 15 Yes, God planned to make Jesus king, but not like this. After feeding the crowds, the people became enamored with Jesus, and they wanted him to rule over them. But Jesus would have none of that, and he just, he walked away. He sought no political power or place. He sought only to serve, saying, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's Mark ten forty-five. So God's son grew up not in Jerusalem, the seat of power, but in Nazareth, the backwaters of Galilee. The very things we seek, Jesus turned away from that he might give us life. Let's pray. Loving God, it's true, we seek place and status. We like the acclaim of people. Forgive it us for valuing the praise of people more than your approval and communion with you. Thank you for your grace that you have shown us so freely in Jesus. Give us a gratitude for that and help us to see Jesus this season. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen.